Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Like uh, 
uh, China surrounding Taiwan with 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 uh, missiles. Well, China surrounding Taiwan with missiles. They're they're launching missiles. Eventually, they're threatening. They want to see Taiwan surrender to them and join China and accept Chinese rule. And if they refuse to, eventually, in their in their time and choosing. China will invade Taiwan and control the microchip production of the world. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That doesn't spell the end of the world. Russia invading the Ukraine. They're bombing the Ukraine into oblivion right now. Um, that didn't trigger the nuclear annihilation, did it, Danny? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. And in very bad shape right now. What is Putin's end game? What is Putin doing? He's taking as much of the Ukraine as he can. He's controlling now the natural gas flow into Europe. And he can charge them whatever he wants for the cold winter months to come because they're totally dependent on this Russian natural gas. He's controlling he's controlling the ports of the Ukraine. Over 40 or 50 million tons of grain are sitting in those ships rotting. He's in control of that. His mm-hmm. goal is to move his tactical missiles closer and closer to Europe so he can hit them in six minutes. So he can take the oil fields of Iraq with Iran and then maybe Saudi Arabia, control the world's oil. China wants to control the manufacturing in the whole Pacific area. That doesn't spell World War Three. It just spells a much more dangerous world. And we're, right. we're, we're starting to see an alliance with China and Russia and Iran and North Korea. And that's going to get stronger and bigger. And eventually there will be World War Three. There'll be a there'll be war. Not the not total nuclear war, because then God's plan would blow up, be vaporized. No. But of course, we could have six, eight more years. God can make that happen. Right. Right? China China is dependent on the USA. We get without the United States food, China would be in starvation. And they manufacture almost everything we have in this country. Eighty to ninety percent of all of the drugs in America, generic drugs, come from China. So we're equally dependent on each other. You see, and that's just how yeah, it is. So, yeah, we could go six, eight more. God can let this world go six more, six to eight more years for his plan. And a real physical church of Philadelphia would be a representation and a witness of a scattered remnant around the world. And, and through technology, we could connect a lot of these people. So, yeah, and it would be uh, a real physical church of Philadelphia. The world would know exactly what's going to happen, wouldn't they? That's true. It would know who the Bible says Jesus really is. It would say exactly what's going to happen, who was taken in this first of two rapture events, who, who was taken and why. It says they have the power of God. And that's true. Do you really think there's enough Christians in the world to uh, to create a church? In the right area, at the right time, yes. Yeah, I do, Danny, yeah. I really do. And, um, and, yeah, and a lot of it is dependent upon a mega lottery win because you can't do anything in this world without money. That's true. Right? No one could even be on the Internet today if they didn't have money. Uh, even listen to the show, to listen to any show. So we live in a, world, a system. God allowed a system to develop. It revolves around money, currency, and that's what we're living in. So, yeah, there there is time for a church of Philadelphia. That That isn't the problem. The problem isn't the time. The problem is finding enough believers in one location to have a church of Philadelphia. 
There's yeah. every other there's every other church under the sun. Two million. Are there a Trinity, lot of Messianic right? Jews in Israel? Well, there's supposedly fifteen thousand to twenty thousand Jewish people in Israel, Israeli citizens did claim some type of messianic belief or some type of Jesus is the Messiah. What they believe, I don't know. Is it is it true beliefs? Is it false beliefs? I don't know. I know that in the 70s, the Jews for Jesus movement started, and that's nothing but uh, Pentecostals or Baptists with a Jewish flag. I mean, the, the people, the Jewish people that accept that are part of that movement, they're believing in this fake trinity God and false salvation by faith alone and other falsehoods. So that's not that's not uh that's not the Church of Philadelphia, Danny. Right. So but I do believe there will be a one tiny physical church of Philadelphia as representative of, of wherever this scattered remnant is. So if there's a, there's a one or two Christians in London that are following Jesus in spirit and truth as who he is, uh, the Christ, the Son of a living God, they could at least identify with the show. They could be in contact with us through the show. They could, um, they could point others to, to, to a YouTube live, bro- you know, simulcast broadcast of every church service we have. People mm-hmm. would be able to see miracles. They'd be able to see healing. So it would those that say, "Well, God, there's no healing. There's it's all a fake." Well, they, what would they say then? See, then they see it. They'd be they choking say on. healed by the power of Beelzebub. That's what they said to Jesus. Yeah. Well, then, then they'd at least have to acknowledge that there's a power at work. Yeah, that's true. And then, and then you could take it a step further. Well, if you claim we heal by Satan, and then Jesus is the Son of God, then why doesn't your Trinity Church have the power to heal anyone? What could they say to that? I don't know what they would say, but I'm sure they come up with something. They couldn't come up with much, could they? Nope. No. No. They could come up with admitting they're wrong and they're preaching falsehood. No, they're not going to do that. Hmm. The false, the preaching the falsehood about the church is what keeps the money rolling. So yes, it does. So then they'd be in a dilemma, wouldn't they? A conundrum, they call it. And yep. they'd be stumbling over their words, but that's what happens. But um, yeah, I do believe this is what God's going to do um if a lot of people say the book of revelation is just spiritual it's symbolic it's not real it's not literal it's not for today well bam they could open they could see the church of philadelphia and open their bible and it'd be right there staring them right in the face in chapter revelation chapter three yep I mean, anyone can start a church of Philadelphia. Anyone can start a church. There's a lot of churches people claim is church of Philadelphia. They're not preaching the truth, and where's the power of God? It's not there. Nope. And the power of God is really God's seal of approval. That's where the truth is preached. It's his seal of approval on your personal life as well. Yeah, Jesus told us in, in the book of Mark what miracles there would be where Christians were. Right. Well, he said signs, wonders, and miracles and healings will what? Follow those that believe in the truth and follow it. So yep. you, you, God says you follow the truth, and signs, wonders, and miracles will follow you. So then the the opposite is true as well. If you don't follow the truth, nothing will follow you. See, you know what I mean? It's just how it works. Mm-hmm. So then that's basically what we're seeing today. So, yeah, I, yeah, there's time for a real physical church of Philadelphia. Uh, Russia wants to take as much of the Ukraine as they can. And things are getting even worse there right now. We'll talk about that after our quick break right now here on Doomsday 
Talk Radio, and we'll be uh, right back. Yeah, aliens created us, and they're coming back to save us. 
That's what he wants. You ever watch that movie, Paul? Yeah, we. I had. I saw that movie. Yeah. Yeah, they said the humans came. They said that humans came about from the mating rituals between between ape men and and aliens. Well, that humans were the result. That's what a Vatican scholar uh, is claiming now. That's that's what uh the, that's what the Antichrist will teach. That's what the devil wants you to believe. I'm sure, but I'm sure the Antichrist will say he was one of the original aliens that came and made men. Right. And of course, of course, Satan is the good alien, and the God of the Bible is the evil, wicked reptilian alien. That's what's coming. That's what Hitler believed. That's an ancient, horrible, Gnostic, demonic teaching that the Antichrist will revive. He's going to teach sex is the path to heaven, sex with anything, panism. And Christianity must be destroyed to save the world. That's what's coming. But right. Jesus, Jesus said we can escape what's coming in the first of two raptures. So this back to this train of thought. Satan does not want the truth. He does not want the truth of the Bible. Go out there and preach lies of the Bible. He's happy because he's the father of all lies. You're doing what he wants. Start preaching the truth of the gospel. He doesn't like that. And then follow the truth. Well, then the power of God will follow you. And he certainly doesn't want that because that means you have power over him. Mm-hmm. Jesus actually gave us the power to be a son of God, the power over Satan. He, so we, you're not alone in, in, in your, in our, in our struggle. We're not alone in our struggles, Danny. We're not alone in our battles. We're not alone in our temptations because Jesus gave us power to, to overcome these things, but we have to want to overcome these things. Yeah, yeah, you do. Or you'll never overcome anything. You have to want to. There has to be that desire. Why is God going to give you? Why would give a? Why would God give a person the power to overcome crack addiction if they don't want to stop uh, doing crack? He won't. He'll give you Sometimes the power. Sometimes I wonder about some some uh, addicts. I don't know if they can. They. It's a disease. I don't know if they can really overcome it. Well, I mean, a, a, a crack addict, a crack I addict would die for his crack. Well, it's not a disease, Danny. It doesn't start. It's not a disease. It starts out as a choice, uh-huh. and people try it, and they like feeling high. They like the feeling, and God says, "Stay away from it. It's evil. You're going to get addicted." But they want that addiction, and they take more and more. And then they become totally addicted to it until they can't stop using it. it yeah. I, would, I, I wouldn't call it. A, that's not a. I wouldn't call it a disease, Danny. I call well, it. I, I mean, no, a lot of people they do drugs. I know for me personally, what I drank was because uh, I was trying to drown out all the voices: God's voice, the devil's voice, and my own voice. Well, that's not a disease. Well, it, it started from a disease. No, I wouldn't call it a disease. It started with a choice. They yeah. want to drown out everything. People want to, yeah, be that's true. They want to be comfortably numb. They don't want to hear the Holy Spirit convicting them. So what do they do? They get wasted. Now they don't hear them anymore. Yeah, but the problem is with the voices, it's not all the good voices. Sometimes it's the bad voices. A lot of times right. it's the bad voices. Well, that's a different situation, but... Uh, Jesus didn't walk around saying, does anyone hear voices and hand them a bottle of vodka? Here, drink this That's down. true. Yeah, exactly. This will take care of that problem real quick. <laughs> I don't see him walking around dragging a cart of, uh, of, of strong drink with him everywhere he went. He said, cast out no. these, these voices. I mean, but I imagine, I don't know for sure, but I imagine that's why people get addicted to drugs in the first place, because they're trying to self-medicate. Well, they want to, well, why do they try to medicate from what? Medicate from what? That's the question. 
they want to medicate it's more like escape the Holy Spirit. I know one thing, since I stopped drinking, I, I can hear the Holy Spirit a lot better. Well, that's good. That's why if you're drunk, how can you be hear the Holy Spirit? Right. If you can barely walk across a room and you're staggering to, to get to uh, the, the refrigerator, it's kind of hard to hear God's voice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people are depressed and miserable because they're, they're not listening to God and their life becomes a depressed, miserable wreck. So they turn to something that makes them feel better for a few hours. Mm-hmm. They don't want they don't want to repent. They don't want to follow God. So they turn to this, this substance and they get comfortably numb. And then what happens the next day? They're even more depressed. That's true. And the Holy Spirit is still there somewhere, speaking to their conscience. People want to really drown everything, then. Yep. They just want to be comfortably numb. Yep. And I and believe the devil drives you to madness to be on top of it, so it makes it even worse. Right, if you let him. If you let him, that's right. Where can he drive you if you won't let him? There used That's to true. Be this, there used to be this thing in the 70s and 80s. I don't know what it was. The people used to always say, the devil made me do it. The devil the devil can't make you do anything unless you're possessed. He can tempt you to do things, but you could say no. Right. And Jesus gave us the power to help us say no. You can say no to what the devil wants you to do. Say, But you have to want to say no. Yeah. But we... we but but back to the original question, Danny. Yeah, there is time for a church of Philadelphia. God wants it. He's trying to make it happen, and the devil's doing everything he can to not let it happen. He can't stop God from rapturing uh, a faithful remnant, but it, but he can do what he can to keep it unknown and a mystery and bottled up and sow more confusion. Yeah, he he can do that. Right. But he, he does not want to see people have power over him, and that's what following the truth does. You'd have power over him. He hates that. That enrages the devil. He, he doesn't want a puny little human to have power over him. You know, well, something that helped me, Pastor Harry, is uh, I used to think well, the way I was raised, you know, if you said a curse word, you you were going to go to hell. I, I remember thinking to myself, but Jesus cursed the fig tree. So I, I learned my lesson. And when Satan bothers me now, I just tell him, go to hell, Satan. Well, it's better to cast them out. Just telling them that but he you're, doesn't but care. You're, you're not, not sitting when you, when you say a cuss word. No, but if you say that to him, he's not going to leave. You have to command him to leave in the power of Jesus as the Son of God for him to leave. Right. You have to be following Jesus for him to leave, too. I mean, uh, he's, you know, there, there was an instance in the book of Acts where these people tried to cast out a demon. Uh, and the demon, through the person, attacked these these fake believers and drove them out. Mm-hmm. You, have to have, you have to have the Holy Spirit to cast that within you have to, before you can cast the demon out of someone else. And they also he, fasted a lot, too, to cast out demons. They were told to. Yeah, well, because he said, because a lot of times they didn't believe they had they could cast this uh, de- some demons out. But mm-hmm. Jesus said, this one comes out by, by uh, prayer and fasting. Because you, if you're afraid of it, why is it going to leave? That's true. No, you've got to be, yeah, that's why these churches, they have no power over demons. I don't know how many people are possessed in these churches, but they're certainly... Well, I know if you're possessed by a demon, you should have super strength or the ability to levitate or something, because I don't believe everybody who hears a voice is, is demon-possessed. No, but if you're listening to it, it's bad enough, isn't it? That's true. 
I mean, it don't have to be in you to cause you to, to have damage. But anyway, you have to, we have to listen to the Holy Spirit, and he will always, the Holy Spirit will always give us Jesus' words, not the devil's words. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on Doomsday Talk Radio. Welcome back to Doomsday Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Harry, here on Block Talk. Satansrapture.com.org, our band site. I'm here with my original co-host, Danny. Hey, Danny. Still with you, Pastor Harry. Yep. The famous Pink Floyd song, Comfortably Numb, and that's where the world wants to be. Numb to God. Numb to everything. And, that's um, true. Yeah. That's exactly right. Jesus said he came to bring us peace. But if you don't want to follow him, if you won't repent, if you won't follow him as the true son of God, you're not going to have peace. So there you are out in a world of stress and problems and everything else with no peace. So, of course, people are going to turn to things to make them numb. And these things are addictive. Yep. Any anybody that's ever drank too much alcohol or did a drug knows the next day you're going to feel worse, and you want more, and it's going to take more. So your whole life revolves around a substance, becomes it controls you, you become a slave to it. People say I don't want to follow God. I'm not a puppet. I want to be free, really. And they look at their life and they're a slave to sin. Sin controls their life. So what are they what are they free from? Nothing. They are the puppet. <laughs> they are the slave. Right. Jesus wants willing servants, he's not slaves. He doesn't make us do anything. Jesus doesn't yeah, it's make like the old, us old saying, they'd rather rule in hell than serve in heaven. Except they're not gonna rule anywhere, are they? Nope. They're going to suffer a horrible thousand-year torment until they're released, and then they still won't want God. Because contrary to most false Christian thought and teaching, hell is not forever. It's, it's for a time period for those that give their life to the devil, especially during the tribulation. For all who follow the Antichrist, they will spend a thousand years in hell. I mean, the I've wondered up, how people would want... While people would worship a god 
that would burn somebody in hell for all eternity. I always wondered why why people believe that nonsense. Well, that's what the churches preach, because that's what the devil wants them to preach, so they'll be turned off to the Bible. God doesn't burn people in hell. People put themselves in hell. And it's not right. forever. Right, do it's, it for all eternity, yeah. No, they'll be released from hell, and they'll be given another chance, I believe, to repent. And they won't want to repent, Danny. They won't want God. So what's the alternative? What's God going to do with these souls? He's going to cast them into the lake of fire and disintegrate them. Mm-hmm. They say energy, matter, soul can't be destroyed. Well, they're wrong because Jesus said it can be. Right. Jesus said, don't fear man who can kill your body. And that's it. He said, fear God who who can destroy both your body and soul in hell. Or really, he probably said after hell. Speaking of fearing God... It, I read in the Bible one time it said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Does God really want you to be afraid of him? No. Because if you're afraid of God, how can you love God? How can you love what you fear? So what did that uh, verse mean, the fear of God is the beginning of well, wisdom? In the Old Testament, that's remember, you're reading an English translation. Right. In in the Old Testament, in Hebrew, the fear of the Lord meant a deep reverence, a deep respect. So if you have a deep reverence and respect for God, you're going to listen to God, aren't you? That's true. You're going to say, God knows more than me, so I'm going to listen to what he said. Wasn't that what you would say? Yep. And that would be the beginning of what? Wisdom. Wisdom. Listening to the Holy Spirit would be the beginning of wisdom listening to your own thoughts and ideas would be folly right right that's true so yeah it's just like if you have a you have a big you have a big guard dog let's say if you're terrified of the guard dog how can you love it you, you can't you can't even get near it but if mm-hmm. you have a healthy respect for it you're not going to start hitting it you're going to train it, but you're not going to abuse it because you know it could kill you. I mean, people should be, uh, they should not want, they should not want to sin because they don't want to, God said it, 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 it hurts you. And he don't want to see us hurt ourselves. He no. don't want to see us causing ourselves pain and grief and misery. No, but God... God does not send people to hell and burn and toast them for all eternity. That's a lie. But those that may, those that give their life to the devil and will kill for him, will especially those that take the mark of the beast and, and, and help Satan kill Christians for 1,260 days in the tribulation, those souls will spend a time of torment in a, in a hell, which I believe is the center of the earth says in Revelation, right. and hell will give up its dead, and they'll be judged. And even if God offered those people repentance, they don't want God. They'd rather be disintegrated. They'd actually rather have their soul disintegrated than serve God in heaven. Mm-hmm. That, does that seem unbelievable to you, Danny? Yes, it does. I can't okay, imagine so, not, not wanting to repent. Okay, well, if that concept seems totally foreign to you, it's because you're not the wicked. You, you, you're not the wicked. If you were the wicked, you would understand it. It, yep. seems, it seems totally foreign to me. A person suffering in this horrible place because they followed the devil and killed for him, and then God gives them another chance, and they still don't want to go to heaven? It's insane. They should say, yes, forgive me, thank you. Uh Uh-uh. They'd rather be disintegrated than have to serve God. That's pretty sad. Yeah, it is. And that's the devil's fate, and he knows it. And the Bible says the Antichrist, the beast, and the false prophet, Jesus is going to cast them right into the lake of fire. 
their souls just going to be instantly destroyed because they'll never repent. They will never repent. Mm-hmm. Never. I always I wondered, will the abomination of desolation be so intelligent that he has a, a soul? No. It, it, it'll be a, some type of some type of image of the Antichrist, of the seven-foot-tall whatever being gets like a, an android with artificial intelligence. No, it won't have a soul. But it's the ultimate abomination. They're going to put that in the temple of God and force people to worship that in the temple force Israel to worship that and that's when one third of all of Israel the remnant the faith the remnant says no they repent and that's when God sends the angel Michael Revelation 12 to lead them into the rock fortress of Petra where they're going to ride out the tribulation that will be the ultimate that's the ultimate abomination that Jesus warned of yeah, it makes sense. Right, and the false prophet, a false Jesus figure, will come as the prophet Jesus, which the Muslims believe in, to help the, to encourage the world to worship this horrible thing, this abomination. I saw so a picture online recently where where somebody imagined what Mr. M, you know, the the, the beast looks like, and uh, Jesus was hand in hand with the beast. No, well, the Antichrist isn't coming as Jesus. He's coming as the Christ or Messiah of all religions, faiths, and creeds. To him, Jesus is just a little prophet boy, little prophet. He's going to be this seven-foot, some or bigger, seven, seven seven-and-a-half-foot-tall angelic being, a bigger-than-life being, because when you read about him, he's bigger than life, really. Some... Massive. He comes as the fifth Buddha. This massive, uh, this massive Buddhic warrior to destroy evil, which they believe is, is Christianity. But great, great evil is coming to this world, Danny. And again, Jesus thought we can escape in the first of two raptures. So he offers what God, God offers us: peace and forgiveness, and heaven, and escape. If we want it. If we don't want it, well, what can you do? You can ride out the tribulation. The majority of the human race will not repent. But maybe God gets, I don't know, 300 million people repent in the tribulation. Maybe 144,000 people make the first of two raptures. I don't know. Well, there's enough enough Christians during the tribulation to... uh, Go to war with with the beast because no, the, the beast the beast goes no, to war with the with the saints. No, they don't go to war with him, Danny. He goes to war against them. Right, right. But th- there goes, has to be enough Christians to go to war with. Well, there will be. There'll be at least two hundred fifty, three hundred million believers who people finally repent, and he will wage war against them. And the vast majority of them will be slaughtered for their faith, starved, abused beyond imagination, and then killed. So the Bible warns us that we have Mm -hmm. to earn the crown of life. The easier way is to earn it today through overcoming temptation and the devil. Desire to have you quit. That's for today. You earn your crown of life. You don't make the first try, God will give you a second chance in the tribulation. But then he said, be faithful unto death, and you'll earn the crown of life. It gets a lot, that's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. But you cannot escape persecution if you follow Jesus as the Son of God. So that's why if God raises up a church of Philadelphia soon, and some people join it, right? Okay. Right. It says to the Church of Philadelphia, you kept my word with perseverance. Okay. That takes some time. You kept my word of perseverance, and they earned the crown of life. Well, three and a half years of intense persecution, you could earn a crown of life. 
because the Church of Philadelphia would be the most hated. It would be the most hated religious group that has ever come about in history. Because there, they, people to join the Church of Philadelphia would actually be speaking against all the falsehood in the churches. Right. And, and they would be hated beyond imagination by the churches and persecuted, especially by the churches. I mean, you, you'd be speaking against their, their beloved, every, all their beloved lies. Trinity. Salvation by faith alone, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, death penalty, everything they love, God would lead you to speak against. Right. And so uh, if you join, if a person joins to me, if a person joins the Church of Philadelphia, if they're not joining it today by listening to the Holy Spirit, if they wait to that point, if you identify with the Church of Philadelphia you will be persecuted, hated, shunned, and everything else. Those people today that are following Jesus and spirit and truth as a son of God have already faced terrible persecution, hatred, and loss for their faith in Jesus. Yeah, I lost all my friends. Right, and some people have lost far worse than all their friends for the sake of the gospel. That's true. Family and friends. Yeah, and they've lost even worse. Yeah, that's true. And but you know, Jesus says, "Hold fast to your crown, that no one take it." So once you earn it, hold on to it. Don't give it up. But yeah, they would be the most hated group that has ever uh, the most hated religious group there is for three and a half years, and then that would expand. When the Antichrist comes, the Christianity being the most hated, bigger group that the world has ever hated. So it's like, to me, the Church of Philadelphia's main persecution will be from Christians, from those of their own, quote, household. During the tribulation, the real persecution comes from the world, because Christianity will experience a great falling away from the truth, and these people will... Today's churchgoer will be tomorrow's Satanist. The majority of churchgoers today will be initiates in Satan's religion tomorrow. Remember that one episode on The Simpsons when the apocalypse happens and all the people in the church run to the bar and all the people in the bar run to the church? Yeah. Well, that's kind of what's going to happen. <laughs> I believe that, too. But it was kind of be... ironic that The Simpsons said it first. Right. They, well, they, Simpsons were all the first people to say Donald Trump would be president, too. They got that right, too. Well, because who do you think the writers of The Simpsons are listening to? Satan. Exactly. Very satanic yep. show, Danny. It's a very nasty show, The Simpsons, in a lot of ways. But, um, yeah, it really is, but... Yeah, there is going to be a great falling away from the faith. So you could say 92% of Christianity will fall from their fake, twisted versions of Trinity to follow the Antichrist. A lot of people today are hiding out in churches thinking it's their safety, and then 98% of the people in the church will turn on them. Won't be Mm -hmm. their sanctuary anymore. But... Yeah, I do believe if the Church of Philadelphia begins, it will unify and give a voice to all those around the world that are following Jesus and Spirit and Truth, and those that finally wake up. If they identify with Church of Philadelphia, yeah, that I for three and a half years, and they keep God's word with perseverance and don't give up, they will earn their crown of life. I believe that. If, right. if because they're doing it voluntary. See, during the tribulation, God isn't choosing for people, but he's going to force the world to make a choice. Initiate and follow the anti-Satan or be persecuted for your faith in Jesus as the Son of God. There's, you have to choose A or B. Today, if someone joins the church, follows God in spirit and truth, come part of a church of Philadelphia, even today, even or yesterday, 
they're doing it out of their own free will. Nobody's making them do it. They're making it them to make that choice today. You're doing it because you want to. And if the Church of Philadelphia starts soon as a real physical church and people join it, they're not joining it because they have to make a choice. They're doing it because they want to. And that's why the Church of Philadelphia is so special to God. Right. It's because they're loving God and following him from their own choice. They don't even, they're not even to the point where they have to make the choice yet. They're making the choice for themselves now. That's, That's why it's so special to God, the Church of Philadelphia. A true believer, because no one is making you make a choice today. You're choosing to be with God today. You're choosing to walk with God for today. Out of your own free will. And that's what love is. It's love is freely given. That's why the Church of Philadelphia will be seated around the throne of God for all of eternity. Because they wanted to be that close to God and God gives them what they wanted. The tribulation saints aren't seated that close to God because they weren't that close all along. They repent during the tribulation, so they make heaven. And they'll rule with Jesus a thousand years in the millennium on earth, but they lost out on the highest honor because they waited to the end. It's true. Yeah. So Something you've explained to me lately that I think the listeners might want to hear is uh, how come the people in heaven sing a song? Because they sing a song... For two reasons. They sing a song of joy, and they sing a song to identify who they are. All hu- all three human groups in heaven sing a song to identify who they are. The Church of Philadelphia rapture in heaven becomes the 24 elders, and they sing a song who they are. The 144,000, who will be these young Hebrew prophet boys, did will be tape raptured into heaven before the Antichrist can kill them. They sing a new song, but we're told who they are. And then the people that come out of a tribulation will sing the song of Moses, a song of triumph over the beast. So humans sing a song in heaven to identify who they are. Angels are identified. See, there's a, that's, the way, that's the way it works. Oh, I saw, when you told me that, it made sense. I yeah. thought the whole world would want to hear it because it, it meant something to me. Well, the few people that listen, I'm sure the spiders, the dust particles, maybe a mouse <laughs> here in the sh- <laughs> No, I'm sure there's a few people out yeah. there listening and taking it to yeah, heart. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So, you know, the Church of Philadelphia, they sing a song. Well, a church is an earthly thing. It's an earthly assembly of of at least two or three believers, and Jesus is the Son of God. In heaven, there's no longer a, a church. They become the 24 elders. Later on, the tribulation saints and everyone else in heaven, all humans become part of, called, they're called the bride of Christ. They're no longer called. See, there's no, they're not called the church anywhere in heaven anymore. The church is a human is an earthly place. Right. Church means assembly. It's a human assembly. That's on earth. In heaven they become something else. So we're all called to be priests unto God. So the twenty four elders are the worthy priests. However many that would be. So hundred forty four thousand people, Denny, scattered around the world and say in a church in in Israel of 150 people that seems like a drop in a bucket but you gather 150 144,000 people say together in a stadium well that's double the size of a Super Bowl stadium so that's a lot of people seated around the throne of God isn't it yeah it is yeah forever that's the highest honor God could give a person and that's what he offers the Church of Philadelphia, those that will follow him. You think, 
You'd think today, that if there was 144,000 Christians out there, you'd hear from somebody. Well, I didn't say they're all out there today. That's true. We don't know how many people are actually following Jesus and Spirit and Truth around the world. Um, I know that it's very difficult. This show reaches very few people. I think if we, with a mega lottery and mass advertising, we would have a much better idea of how many Church of Philadelphia believers are out there, how many join, how many are there, and mm-hmm. so would the world. And so would the world. I mean, things would become, and it may be around 144,000. I say that because if you imagine 144,000 people vanish in the first of two raptures who had the Holy Spirit and walked in it, and then they're replaced by the 144,000 Hebrew prophets. It almost seems like an equal replacement, don't it? Yeah, it makes sense. It doesn't have to be, but that would if be a lot. If you look at the number 144,000, too, it's a perfect number. It's, div- it it's divisible by 12 because there's 12, 12, uh, 12 different tribes of Israel, and it, I think there's 12,000 from, from, from 12 tribes. Right. But it is, a perfect, it is a perfect number, and it means perfect order. And like I said, 144,000 people scattered all across around the planet with one little central group of 100 people somewhere in the world, say in Israel, that doesn't seem like a lot of people. But you put them all in one stadium or around the throne of God, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And that's what John saw. He saw a lot of people around the throne of God. In fact, when he saw the tribulation saints, an even bigger number, later, he was totally baffled. He said, who are they? Where did these people even come from? Another world? And then one of the 24 elders said to him, these are they that come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of a lamb. So we see the tribulation saints will be even a greater group than the 24 elders. So you look, 144, just saying, hypothetically, 144,000 worthy believers around the throne of God for eternity, and then later, 300 million tribulation saints. See, that would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Well, just looking at mathematics and things like that. But the important thing, we got two-minute warning just went off, Danny. But the important thing is to be today part of the Church of Philadelphia. Today, having a striving to have a worthy walk with God, walking in the spirit and truth of God. And that starts with Jesus as the Christ, the Son of a living God, denouncing this fake pagan trinity and that kind of sets the stage for everything else yeah it does yeah it does and it, it really does so we're hopeful this happens I'm hopeful I'm hopeful there'll be a one real physical church of Philadelphia as a light to this world and to explain everything of a voice to those that don't have a voice. Right now we're small, but with money you're not so you become bigger. You can advertise. Yeah. And there's many things can be done to get more attention, immediate attention. So it's okay to believe there's going to be one real physical church of Philadelphia, and I believe there will be. As long as you're following Jesus today in spirit and truth, that's good. If you're saying, well, I'm going to wait to see what happens, well, you already, you're already missed the boat. And you're already letting yourself become so addicted to sins that you probably may not even be able to repent in time. So we're not telling people, hey, sin all you want. We you ever see a Church of Philadelphia get with the program? No. Go with the program right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what people should be doing. Instead of following the churches and their fake trinity and they're sending their way to heaven, because that's what they're really doing. 
The churches are sinning their way to heaven, but there's a few people who are following Jesus in spirit and truth. And we're out of time today. Yeah, I hope the show has helped somebody today in some way, shape, or form. God bless and take care.